Growing the Game with Ballsy is a podcast dedicated to growing the game of football in Saskatchewan. Each week, Michael Ball will talk with rider guests, but he'll also highlight amateur athletes, coaches, and builders in this province growing the game we love. Now, here's Ballsy. And thanks for checking out Growing the Game with Ballsy. I really appreciate it. Thanks to one of my title sponsors, Hammer Time Roofing in Saskatoon, for getting on board. Kevin Welsh and his gang do excellent work. Saskatoon's only certified roofing business. They specialize in GAF and CertainTeed roofing products and offer a true manufacturer's warranty. Top-notch product and top-notch service. Give them a call, Hammer Time Roofing in Saskatoon and surrounding area at 262 Roof. Kevin is a good man and a proud supporter of youth football in Saskatchewan. In our first quarter, we're going to catch up with Huskies running back Adam Mackert to talk about his team that comes into the season with high expectations, but they start with two tough road games. Our first quarter sponsor is Paul Waldo at Royal LePage in Regina, getting the real estate game 306-502-5355. Waldo, ironically enough, is the defensive backs coach for the U of S Huskies. Bunch to the right for the U of S Huskies. Two receivers to the left. Then here's a shotgun snap for Nias. Hand off there to Mackert. Off the left side by Garden Tackle. Bounces it outside of the 40 and runs over a tackler to the 39-yard line in Rams territory. That's a big-time run. All right, here with outstanding U of S Huskies running back Adam Mackert, who's got to be itching to go playing the Calgary Dinos. It doesn't get better than playing the defending champs first week. No, absolutely not. It's a, it's a good test for us. We're, uh, we're up for the challenge and we're ready to go. Do you feel like you guys are the two top dogs in this conference? That's what a lot of people are saying. Yeah, I definitely think so. Um, as far as where they're at, um, you know, that's kind of up to them. But I know within ourselves, we're pretty confident in where we're at. And, um, you know, we're, we're uh, shooting for that top spot in the conference. You guys are loaded, man. You got an outstanding quarterback, a star offensive line. You yourself got ripped ripped off of the Heck Crichton Trophy in 2019. Does that add a little fuel to your fire, my friend? I mean, uh, there's always something to prove. Uh, I try to play with a short memory. You know, it's always looking forward, not looking back. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, trying to prove yourself in the in the league. And, uh, Mackert, you know, Mackert, come yourself. on, come <laughs> on, Mackert. I know you. You run, you run like a bowling ball through the defense as if you're not pissed off you didn't get the Heck Crichton Trophy. Come on, man. Hey, I'll let my uh, play speak for itself on that one. <laughs> you know what? You split the backfield with a guy that probably, outside of maybe the Regina Rams, would start on any team in the Can West for sure, and probably over half the uh, half the schools in this country. What's your relationship like with Josh? You and Chena? Uh, me and Josh are great friends. We've been actually uh, we've been friends for a number of years, even before uh, Huskies. Uh, we played uh, Team Saskatchewan together. Became really good friends there. Uh, played two years on the Hilltops together, and then uh, he came out and joined me on the Huskies. So, yeah, we have a great friendship, not just uh, on the field, but off as well. Uh, he's a great guy, great teammate, and uh, someone you love being around. He's a fun guy. How do you feel about splitting carries with him, though? I mean, it's, you know, when a running back uh, gets more touches, it generally gets him in the flow better. I would assume you're the same way. Yeah, definitely running back to flow position. You kind of get in the groove as you get going, but uh, at the same time, you got to think about longevity. Uh, you know, our goal is to to make it all the way in playoffs here. So, you know, trying to stay healthy, that comes with, uh, you know, not taking 25 carries a game. So, um, you know, if those carries are there for me, I'm ready to take them. Um, you know, Josh is going to get his uh, his carries as well. And I think that's 
that's uh, good for our team. So Mason Nias is a guy that can throw the ball all over the football field. How much does that help a running back out when they, when they can't stack the box? No, it's huge. It's huge for a running back when you uh, are able to stretch the field like like we can with Mason. It just opens everything else up, you know. If you don't have that aspect of your game, everybody's just going to crowd around and and stuff that box, as you said. So for us, it's huge. Um, it just, you know, I think that our running game uh, helps his 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 ability, and then I think uh, conversely, you know, his throwing helps my game and and our run game as a team. So it's uh, uh it's really good to have. You got both you and you and China. Might we see a couple of situations, or more than a couple of situations, where you guys are on the same field at the same time? Uh, there's probably something cooking up, but I think that's uh, going to be left to, left to be seen by the viewers and uh, and by other teams. We'll uh, leave that as a bit of a mystery. Yeah. How do you like playing in Calgary? Do you like do you like that in terms of the venue? Uh, is that a place where the Huskies generally have a good success? Uh, Dinos are always tough to play. You know, they they get good fans. They you know playing in, in McMahon, they have a lot of success at home, so it's always a challenge. But I mean, for myself, I, I love it. Uh, I love the pressure. Uh, I love that underdog mentality. I love playing hard. So to go into Calgary for me uh, as a player, I love it. I, I can't wait to, to get in there and, and see what we can do as a team. And, yeah, we're really looking forward to, to that challenge. Okay, give me one area of your game, Adam Mackert, that you want to improve on here in this uh, season. Uh, I think for myself, just uh, maybe some open field speed. I think I was lacking a little bit of that uh, in my 2019 campaign, but you know, it's something we've been working on the last little while here, so hopefully that can be uh, uh, a little bit improved. Tell you what, it's uh, the schedule maker hasn't been kind to the Huskies. You, you're here, and then you're on the road in Vancouver before you come home for a game, I believe, against the Rams. So those, those aren't three easy games to start the season with. No, absolutely not. But, you know, um, it, it, I think it's good. I think it's good for us as a team. It challenges us early. Um, we're going to get a sense of who we are and what we're made of. And I think that um, having that challenge early um, – you know, it only fosters growth and improvement. So, um, like, we're we're not we're not discouraged or upset about that at all. We're we're going to face that challenge head on and and uh, embrace it. So, sum up for me how good it feels to actually be talking about football, a game you're going to be playing in an actual game. 2019 is two years ago, but it seems like it's 22 years ago. Yeah, it's unbelievable. You know, 2019 feels like it was yesterday, but then you think about. Like you just said, two years—it's kind of crazy. And uh, so to you know, play in that exhibition game, and you know, getting tackled for real by a guy in a different jersey is pretty fun. It just <laughs> reminds you of kind of why you do it and why you why you train so hard in the off season, why you you know do the extra stretching at night, why you watch the film, and uh, you know, it gives you some of that reward back. Uh, you know, and reminds you why you love it. And so it's pretty exciting to be back in a season. Um, super eager to get out there, and can't wait to to you know play hard so the experts are uh, you know you're highly touted amongst the experts uh adam you uh, are playing with a chip on your shoulder even though you won't admit it you were robbed of the uh heck Crichton trophy you've got a vanier <laughs> cup quality team here um you know this is a this is everything's lining up for this football team and and lining up for you uh but is this the best version of adam mackert we've ever seen because you've had two years to rest recover get ready to go Absolutely. Yeah. No, just having that two year off season, you know, and, and all that time, uh, not just to, you know, get bigger, faster, stronger, but a lot of time to reflect and, and kind of, uh, you know, look at who you are as a player, you know, what you're good at, what you aren't as good at, or what you want to get better at. 
uh, having all that time, it, it, it's really important. Uh, it was really big. So, I mean, taking the positives out of the situation, um, yeah, I think, you know, best version of myself for sure. And I think you're going to see the best version of the, the Huskies uh, team here in 2021. Now, I know why it's great to come out and watch university football. I've done it for a number of years. I've followed a lot of you kids, and uh, you guys are all great athletes. I know that. But Adam Mackert, the stud running back from the Huskies, Tell the people out there why they should watch university football. Why should they come out, watch the Huskies, watch the Rams, and pay attention to uh, uh, amateur football in this province? Well, I just think you have a lot of uh, young men, as you said, you know, great athletes, great. But, uh, you know, we're, we're good people, too. We work hard. Um, the, I think what a lot of people don't see is the hours and hours of preparation and training and time spent in meetings and film. They don't see that side of it, and so... You know, there's a lot of work that goes into it. Um, you know, something that we're super passionate about, obviously, to put all that time into. Um, you know, and it's a lot of fun to watch those games. It's a competitive conference in Ken West. Every game is close. It doesn't matter who you play. It's gonna be it's gonna be a dogfight every game. Well, man, I can't wait to see Week One. You against that Calgary defense. Thanks for this, my friend. I appreciate it. Good luck. Yes, sir. I appreciate it, Bobby. <laughs> Time to recognize another title sponsor here on Growing the Game with Ballsy. It's Advantage Collision in Saskatoon and PA. Advantage Collision is your SGI elite accredited auto body repair shop. Locally owned and certified collision care OEM approved shop. They provide comprehensive service as part of a worldwide network and best in class collision repair shops. They manage the entire process on your behalf to ensure everything you need is taken care of. Their high-performing, technically advanced team of experts knows how to deliver exceptional workmanship and service in the shortest time possible. Give Advantage Collision a call because they care about your safety. Thanks to Ben Garrow for getting on board and supporting this podcast and football in the province. Our second quarter sponsor is Face First Medical Aesthetics. Above Gabo's on Dudney Avenue in the heart of Regina, a place they call Beauty Avenue. Go check out Crescinda there and beat back Father Time in a naturally looking way. The Regina Thunder are still alone in first place in the PFC after sweeping a home-and-home home with the six-time defending champion Saskatoon Hilltops. It's time to talk with one of the heroes, backup quarterback Zenon Arabko from Unity, Saskatchewan. How are you today, Zenon? I'm good, Baldy. How are you? Good, man. Congratulations on a big win. So uh, <laughs> talk about the life of a backup quarterback. You're, you're sitting there on the sidelines helping probably signaling plays, chart plays, and then all of a sudden Carter Shuchuk, the starter, goes down. What's running through your mind? Um, well, it happened last game, too, in Saskatoon. And so the first thing is how fast can I go get a ball and start throwing? Um <laughs> just kind of kind of get warmed up that way because you, you don't expect it right and it's uh it's something that i probably should be throwing the whole time uh but in the heat of the game you know you're signaling things in and and that's the last thing on my mind but uh yeah so first thing you're just getting throwing and you're getting kind of mentally prepared and talking to you know coach Stefan and asking what we like what we're going to do that sort of thing how much does he help you get through the nerves of being thrown into a very tough situation against the six-time defending champs like that uh, he helps a lot because uh, you know he's he's so experienced and he's he's so smart. Like everything he does, there's always there's always a purpose. Um, you know, a couple of the shots I took were not were not good decisions, but uh, he let me know that and he let me know that like why we're doing things, which is which is really nice too. You know, it's not just we're going here, 
it's uh, what do you like and uh, involving me in those decisions too, which is really nice. So talk about the mentality of being a backup quarterback. I talked about the nerves and being thrown in there, but you really do have to be ready to play at all times, even though there's probably in most cases a 90% chance you won't get in unless the game's a blowout. Uh, that's right, yeah. And this year's kind of been unique just with, uh, you know, with the, the big wins over Winnipeg and then, mm-hmm. you know, Carter cramping in game three and going down in game four, like, I've played in every game so far, so that's kind of interesting. Uh, I think the mentality, like I, I like to stay loose. Um, I don't like to be to get in my own head, and I think that's kind of what happened a little bit uh, early in that game. But yeah, like you, you just always got to be ready. Like it's there isn't really much else to it. Like you just got to always be be prepared and focused on what the task at hand. You took a couple of big shots in that game, delivering the football. <laughs> Does that help wake you up? Does that help settle you down in an odd kind of way? A hundred percent it does. Uh, like, it's so weird because without playing football last year and because we're always non-contact in practice, like, I haven't been hit. I got sacked in the Winnipeg game. That was the first time I'd been hit in about two years of football. So that was that's kind of crazy. And it, it is a good thing. Uh, you kind of need to get your bell rung and, and just think like, hey, like, you know, take your take your mind off of that because if, if it, the more it happens, the less it's in your head. At least that's how I see it. You may have touched on something very important there. You know, for for a lot of the team, we were wondering, well, they beat Winnipeg and they smoked them so bad in two games. I mean, what can they really get out of that game? But actually, it was a blessing in disguise for you. You got some meaningful reps, which got you ready in case things uh, went your way and you had to play against Saskatoon, and you did have to play. Yeah. Um, no, that, and it's it's so crazy. Like, uh, you know, Stefan told me, at the second before the end of the first in that Winnipeg game that I'd be playing the second half and that was huge like just to just to experience a, a real CJFL game where I'm not just you know running down the clock you're actually trying to move the ball down the field and find some chemistry with receivers things like that let's talk about uh, chemistry with receivers little Woodley a guy that comes to your football team from I believe it's Boston he's the playing junior college you know, multi-star athlete, but ends up coming here to play junior football. Talk about the play that scored the touchdown. Just just walk me through that play if you could. Okay, well, uh, just to take back a little bit, um, he's actually living with me right now. Oh, so cool. that's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that is cool. Um, both of our, our first touchdown came with each other. And so, no, it was honestly, it was, it was so weird because uh, before the game, you know, early afternoon, you're just kind of shooting some hoops, just, just, you know, taking taking the nerves off a little bit, and we were talking about uh, getting him in space, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, I just, I, I just, I like space." And so Stefan's like, before we call the play, he's like, "What do you think about seventeen in space?" And I, the light bulb clicked, and that was a great call, and and uh, got a couple, got sprung by a couple blocks from Soko and Clawson and, and Nick Wachowski, and took it took it all the way. He's so fast and. You know that's uh, that's a that's a pretty big blessing for us to get from from the states. What's running through your mind though? Your roommate, he's you get to see it from the rear view. You get to see him run down the field. You get to see it all in slow motion. What is going through your head as this is happening? Um, well, first, like every every touchdown, um, this this is a habit of mine from high school. But I always uh, I always look around to see if there's any flags. Um, <laughs> But and and there was and it ended up being on them. But I think I blacked out for a little bit. Uh, I was probably just <laughs> running around like a chicken with my head cut off. Uh, I I just I didn't believe it honestly. Like it was 
it, it was a crazy feeling. I I don't know how to describe it, but well, what's he, it like? What's it like, like for a kid? What's it? Sorry for cutting you off, but what's it like for a kid from Unity, Saskatchewan, to be on the professional football field in this province and throw a touchdown? That's a meaningful touchdown against the six-time defending champs. Like that's a Hollywood ending, dude. It, well, I think I described it in the in one of my quotes of storybook, but yeah, it, you know it's a like every kid playing quarterback has the dream of throwing a game winning pass, and um, you know I think uh, I think he just uh, I don't know he, I didn't even think about all that stuff. You just think like how can I get the ball to how can I get the ball to Soko or Isaiah or, or Isaac or, or Miller or Money like in a position to position to do something pretty cool and then it we did something pretty cool and um i i don't know it'll it'll take a while to process what do these two games mean for this program too i mean you still got to beat them when the chips are on the table in terms of a championship but if you hold serve now they're gonna have to come to you to play the championship which it's never it's never attractive to go to saskatoon that's always a tough place to play it's like going into the twilight zone i feel even back when i played it's like gee i don't want to go there anything can happen there and they're not going to be an easy out but what's the what's the feeling around the building now it's like yeah we can compete with these dudes um, you know, in our clubhouse, I don't think the feelings changed. Like, I think we've always felt like there's something special about this group, and and we've we we really just believe in ourselves. It sounds so cliche, but we we put in the work for 18 months, and we're proving it now. And you know, I think like going back the last couple of years, every game we've played, the Saskatoon's been close. And I think now, just we're coming out on the on the right end of that, like with uh, with Eric's Eric's really clutch kick that game, and then. Mm-hmm. Um, our, our our heroics this game, you know, McCarricker getting a pick and Isaiah taking one to the house. Like we, uh, I, I think we're just we're finally seeing those uh, all those all that hard work we put in. It's kind of it's showing itself now, and it's really blossoming. And for us, the the mentality doesn't change. Like you know, we still got we still got four games to go. We got Wildcats twice, Huskies, and and Colts, and then the playoffs. So I think uh, for us, we're just you know, taking the game at a time. And again, the mentality hasn't changed because we just, we believe where we can do it. Well, man, you did it uh, last week with a big touchdown pass to Woodley. And uh, yeah, like I said, storybook ending, a lot more to write before this uh, chapter's done. Thanks for this. I appreciate it, Denon. Thanks, Bobby. And the third quarter sponsor here of Growing the Game with Ballsy is Double Z Egg Sales in Weyburn for grain hauling, grain marketing, and crop insurance in the Weyburn area. Give Corey Zadorozniak a call. Big supporter of the six and nine-man football leagues in rural Saskatchewan. Hey, we're just going to take a step back from football talk for a second to tell you about uh, something I'm involved with here coming up this weekend. As seven months of training comes to a head as I climb into the ring for my fourth and final time to box Mark Johnston of Play 92, who also is the in-house stadium host at Ryder Games. We're fighting in this event called Fight for Tomorrow at the Lonsdale Boxing Club this Saturday here in Regina. Money goes to support mental health initiatives for young athletes. One of the bouts features Tyler Horvath, who is with Family Plumbing and heating right here in Regina. They also happen to be the major sponsor of the event. Now, first off, want to thank you for getting on board with our Fight for Tomorrow event. Just tell us why you decided to get on board with this. Um, I had a friend uh, reach out to me about the event and uh, thought it was a great idea. 
It was an opportunity for uh, me to get in the ring and obviously fight and uh, give back to a good cause. Yeah, so we'll get into the fighting aspect, but I think it's important. We're helping out the youth, uh, our our future, and I, I think it's an area where we kind of gloss over it. Mental health, especially amongst young people, very important, especially with what we're still going through with this uh, COVID-19 thing. Absolutely. Um you know, I grew up playing sports uh, my entire life, and uh, so I've definitely seen it affect, you know, people that I've played sports with before, um, so it's uh, great to be able to give back. So you're our major sponsor, which we really appreciate for the inaugural Fight for Tomorrow in the In Your Corner charity. Now, who are you fighting? Um, I'm fighting a guy out of Winnipeg. I don't know exactly who I'm fighting, but... Um, they brought somebody in from Winnipeg. I think I don't know if they couldn't give me a matchup here or what the deal was, but they found somebody from Winnipeg for me. So how big are you? What are your dimensions, Tyler? Like they didn't want to, they they couldn't get somebody as strong and as muscular as you. I I think that that's what it is. That's what I tell myself. I say you know <laughs> six two two twenty. You know it's hard to find somebody you know yeah. uh, as big as me and you know that's willing to step in the ring with me. Also, is this your first time boxing or have you boxed before? First time. First time. Okay. And uh, so how has the training been going? Uh, great. You know, I've been getting down to Longsdale a lot, trying to prepare for the event. I feel like I'm ready to rock and roll. What's the biggest thing you found in training for boxing? What's the What's the biggest hurdle to to overcome? I I, I believe mental. I believe uh, you know it's uh, as the event gets closer. You know, stepping into the ring is uh, um, can be kind of scary in a way, right? You know, not every person signs up to you know go in front of people and box. I'd say for me, that's the by far the, the hardest thing. Yeah, for sure. But you got to remember one thing, Tyler Horvath. Nobody else has the balls to get in the ring. So that's what that's what Pat Fiaco told me a long time ago when I boxed him the first two times. And then, Frank, there are only a few people that will have the courage to get into the ring. So nobody sitting in the audience or most people sitting in the audience couldn't do what you're doing. So how about the cardio aspect? How do you like that? Uh, I think it's good. I think the cardio... Um... I think it's one of those things where, you know, the first round you're going to, you know, hopefully not go too hard because, you know, if you do go too hard, you're definitely going to, you know, you don't want to be the tired guy out there fading, looking bad in front of everyone. And that's exactly what you got to do. You got to pace yourself, kind of dance around, let them throw the punches. That's my, that's my plan for sure. All right, man. Well, uh, best of luck on the 25th. I hope I'm a winner. I hope you're a winner, but you've helped make uh, this event a winning thing. So thanks for your time, man. I appreciate it. Perfect. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. And uh, they're going to say this is actually a third down and two situation and the Rams in no man's land are going for it here. Interesting call. And Donnelly's got time to throw. Now he's going to dart out and Josh Donnelly going to try to run for the first down. And he does. Nice move right at the sticks as he turned sideways and made himself small to get away from Josiah Shekel. And he picks up a Rams first down. There's that nifty scrambling Ricky Ray kind of scrambling ability. Looked like Gumby there. That's a great comparison, Ricky Ray. Yeah, he didn't run a lot, but when he did, he usually got got it done in terms of his intended objective. And just before we head into the fourth quarter of Growing the Game with Ballsy, it's time to recognize another title sponsor, Regina Sports Performance Center Studio, 1464 Broadway Avenue, a new center of excellence for training and rehabilitation of Saskatchewan's elite athletes, featuring indoor football and soccer fields, three-on-three basketball courts, and cardio and weight training facilities all under one roof. Plus, veteran therapist Scott Anderson is on site for your physical rehab needs. 
athletes. They take elite athletes, but also they welcome everyday people like me and you for our rehab needs and also for our uh, great uh, training and cardio workouts. Go check them out. Regina Sports Performance Center Studio. Thanks to Aubrey Stedman and his crew for getting on board. Our fourth quarter sponsor is Driven Automotive. They have offered superior auto repair services in Regina since 2006. Their customers' total satisfaction is what they deliver. They are driven to create the best car repair event you've ever experienced. As you know, for the first time in almost two years, we get to see a Canada West regular season game. Both Saskatchewan-based programs open up on the road as the U of R Rams play at Manitoba and the U of S Huskies open up at McMahon Stadium against the defending national champion Calgary Dinos. Now, before I give you my Can West prediction of finish, I gotta bring this up. I recently saw the first top 10 poll and not one Can West team made the list. Now, lists are fun to debate, but are mostly weightless. Unless, of course, I'm doing them. <laughs> anyway, how the hell are the defending champion Calgary Dinos not in the first top 10 list? Now, I know Canada West is late to the party in terms of starting this year because of COVID. But give me a break. Even though you haven't seen them hit the field, they're the damn Vanier Cup champs. They've got to be on the list, or that list is a farce. Just absolute garbage, and another indication of how the West is underrated and underappreciated, even in university sports. Okay, enough of the soapbox stuff. Let's get to the order of finish in the Canada West, according to Growing the Game with Ballsy. At number six, I've got the UBC Thunderbirds. To be honest, we don't know a lot about the T-Birds. Coach Blake Nill is a great recruiter, but even he would have a tough time overcoming the loss of stud linebackers Ben Halatic and Nick Cross, who both left for the CFL. Halatic to the Lions, Cross to the Tiger Cats. Their QB room is suspect at best, headed up by former Edmonton Husky QB Tommy Yanchuk. They are definitely a wild card, and because of that, I'll put them at six. At number five, Brian Doby's Manitoba Bisons. The Bisons still have a stud quarterback in Des Catelier who throws a great deep ball, but his offensive line is very inexperienced and, to be honest, look really leaky in their preseason loss to the U of S. They also lost some big-time contributors on defense. They'll be a tough matchup at home, as they always are, but I just don't see the Bisons making the playoffs. At number four, the Alberta Golden Bears. Coach Chris Morris needs to get his team going in the right direction. I love this, guys. Care about the kids and their education attitude. He is trying to build a future-winning team with high-character and high-achieving student-athletes, but he's got to start winning. The future appears to be bright, though, as according to the experts, they've done a great job of recruiting kids the last couple of years. The team is led by veteran all-star quarterback Brad Lonhart, steady receiver Tyler Turner, and dynamic running back Jonathan Rosary. Veteran CFL coach Tom Higgins takes over a defense steadier in nature. I have the Bears being competitive and finishing fourth and making the playoffs. At number three, the University of Regina Rams. First-year head coach Mark McConkie's been waiting two years to run this team in a game situation, and he has, in my opinion, the best quarterback room in Can West with a great one-two punch of Josh Donnelly and Sawyer Bittner. Running back Kyle Bors is back in the fold, fresh off a great camp with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, and he's playing with a huge chip on his shoulder. He's out to prove he's the best offensive weapon in Can West, and the Rams have a solid starting offensive line in front of them. But after that, depth and inexperience is going to be an issue. 
So the Rams are crossing their fingers in that department. On defense, Robbie Lowe's has decided to leave the squad to join the Bombers practice roster. Fortunately for the boys in the horns, though, in this area, they have the likes of Josh White, Ryder Varga, and Cameron Mao to pick up the slack. If they get good health, and because they have a favorable schedule, I think the Rams will settle nicely into third place and a playoff spot. Now, the top two are tough to predict. Normally, you'd put the champs at the top, but there are a lot more questions about the Calgary Dinos than in past season. Gone is quarterback Adam Sinagra, replaced by Josiah Joseph. He's a fifth-year guy who, for the most part, has been a backup. Everyone is eager to see what he does leading the squad behind an O-line that returns CFL draft picks Tyler Packer and Logan Bandy. Joseph has three stud receivers. Of course, Jalen and Tyson Philpot are right at the top in terms of receivers in the conference, and Canada, for that matter. Emerging stud Nathaniel Dirk gives them an outstanding third option. The Dinos did get some bad news as consistent chain mover and blocker running back Robinson Rodriguez suffered a season-ending Achilles injury. Lots of new faces are to be found on Matt Berry's defense. Gone to the CFL are Grant McDonald, Charlie Moore, and Trayshawn Abrams-Webster. And defensive lineman Jamin Pelly is unfortunately academically ineligible. We'll know a lot more after week one when the Huskies come to town to face the Dinos. And speaking of the dogs, they're my pick for first in the conference. Now a lot is going to depend on the health of Mason Nias. He's my pick as the top quarterback in this conference, but if he suffers any type of unfortunate long-term injury, this team is in big trouble. In fact, I'd suggest their season's done. Now, having said that, this O-line is very strong. Features CFL draft picks Connor Bergloff and Nick Summick. Noah Zur is expected to be drafted in 2022. These road graders will be able to blow holes open and offer great protection. And running behind this line through those holes are two great backs, Adam Mackard, who you heard from earlier in this podcast, and Josh Uanchina, who would start for any other team in this conference except for maybe the Rams. The receiving core, not flashy, but very steady, headed up by CFL returnees Colton Clausen and Sam Baker, who needs to find a way to stay on the field more consistently. The injury bug continues to bite this guy, as Sam is finding out your best ability is availability. Hopefully, he can find that for the dogs. The defense will be led by the two-headed pass-rushing monster of defensive ends Riley Pickett and Nathan Cherry. The linebacking core is stocked too. 2019 Rookie of the Year Ramsey Derbis and Oregon Duck transfer Nick Weave from Okotoks, Alberta are going to make things happen. Now after the loss of Nelson Lacombo to the Riders and Josh Haggerty, surprisingly to the Toronto Argonauts, the defensive backs are now led by veteran stars Charlie Ringland and Clovis Lumeca. If there's an area of quote-unquote weakness, it's the secondary. But the Huskies always seem to find a way to plug and play in that secondary with the coaches, Cody Halseth and Paul Waldo. The kicking game is solid once again as well as David Soley comes back to handle both duties. Good luck to both the Rams and Huskies and all the Saskatchewan kids playing in the Canada West this season. It's going to be great to finally watch them. This has been Growing the Game with Ballsy. If you have a football story you'd like to share to help us grow the game, email Michael Ball at mball at harvardbroadcasting.com. Ballsy can be heard weekdays in Regina on 104.9 The Wolf Morning Show and during Saskatchewan Rough Riders and U of R Rams broadcasts on 620 CKRM.